The 2023 NHL draft has now concluded, and the Winnipeg Jets walked away with a few new interesting prospects. But you know what? For what the Jets had and what they took, it was a bit of an unusual draft. A couple of picks that might raise a few eyebrows and some interesting philosophical choices on what the Jets see as their future. We'll dive into all of that in tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But more than anything, we just really love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit, and the same can be said for your vehicle. For parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green checkmark. Stay in the game with eBay's guaranteed fit at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, like I said, tonight's episode, we're going to be focusing on the draft. Uh, I've had some time to process it. I was out last night, so apologies. I only saw the picks late in the evening and didn't have time to put out an episode yesterday. Uh, So we're going to talk about it. And honestly, the extra time wasn't really the worst because I definitely had to look up uh, some information on who the Jets actually took. This year's draft, I feel like more than any other Jets draft of late, was a little polarizing. Winnipeg definitely had like some thought processes about what they wanted in their players and what they were looking for. And I would say, fundamentally speaking, the Jets kind of shifted course away from some of their old drafting tendencies, which isn't always a bad thing. But in this case, I feel like they made a couple of questionable choices. But the first pick, of course, is Colby Barlow. Now, Barlow is very interesting for a couple of reasons. For one thing, he, you know, he wasn't really a reach where he was taken, right? 18th overall, Barlow coming to the Jets. He instantly becomes one of our top three prospects. And I don't mean that in like a, um, you know, patronizing way. He's legitimately great. And what's interesting about Colby is, for one thing, he looks like he's 40. Uh, if you've seen him, he's got a very impressive build. He's got a lot of facial hair. And he kind of looks like the quintessential uh, Manitoban player. I don't know why, but he just for me, conjures up the idea of what you would expect for a Winnipeg Jet. In some ways, he actually reminds me a little bit of Mark Stone, which is funny. Uh, The memes have already started about him being really intimidating looking, which is funny because when you talk to him, he just kind of seems really jazzed to be a Jet. Uh, Sort of like Rucker McGordy in a lot of ways, uh, personality-wise. They are are high-energy guys. But curiously, um, he's actually been a Scholastic Player of the Year. So the Jets definitely are looking for guys with character um, and and certainly who have pursued perhaps off-ice academics. I always encourage that. I think that's really important for young players to to keep focusing on their school school studies because obviously life in hockey only goes so far. And then you're going to go back to the real world of stuff. So congrats to Barlow. Now, 
As for the player, you're probably wondering what you're getting with him. You've heard a couple of different things, and the main thing that's going to immediately stick out is his shot. He has a disgusting release. When you watch the footage of him shooting versus um, you know, the, the CHL-level goalies, he just blows the puck by his opponents. He has a very powerful, very accurate, and very quick release. A lot of times the goalies seem to freeze as if they aren't even aware that he's taking the shot, and the puck is just by them before they can even react. He does it from pretty much anywhere on the ice, and if you are having flashbacks to Patrick Laine, it's not quite that level of a release, but it's also not as far off. He's got one of the best shots the Jets have ever drafted, and I think in the right role, he could most certainly bag loads of goals. Now, where Barlow starts to slide a little bit um, is kind of in some of the other facets of the game, right? His passing and distribution definitely could use some work. And I do feel that at times he's so good with his shot that the rest of his game, in terms of like his deception, his one-on-one uh, matchup making, I, I feel like there are some elements there that could use a little bit of additional polish uh, and a little bit of extra skill. And maybe that's something that he just won't have once he makes the pros. I really don't know what um, his his particular pathway is going to look, look like just because um, he's he's more of a, I would say, well-matured product than a lot of other players. He's probably going to go pro in the not-too-distant future, which is kind of crazy because he's actually 17. So, yeah, in terms of, of the kind of player that you're getting, you're getting a very hard-nosed, very physical, very hard-working player who does a lot of defensive work, has a monster shot, and has intriguing middle six to potentially second-line upside. Now, again, Barlow, I, I think, has a couple of things to work on. Mobility could be one thing that he'll want to improve, but in terms of, of the character stuff, uh, people have described him as a future captain. They say that he's a really natural leader. So, I, you know, character-wise, sounds like a great fit and could be a really important part of Winnipeg's future. But of course, he's not the only player. That, he's not the only player the Jets selected this draft. There were a few other dart throws that I think are worth shouting about. And then I'm going to give an overall assessment of how I think the Jets did in this draft, which it, it's complicated, I'll be honest. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens, you know, you've probably heard me talk about them before. Um, AG1 is a product that I use literally every day. And if you're wondering why AG1 makes a lot of sense, well, it's the only thing that gives you a great one scoop a day uh, mixture that gives you 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, and all of that fun stuff. I, I drink it because I think it's great to boost my immune system. And it helps me uh, get going uh, in the morning and, and during my routines, which of course, you know, now that COVID and all these other viruses are rolling around, it's really important to stay healthy. So I think you would really enjoy it. I think it's a very easy thing to, to do. It's a short routine. Again, just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. It's backed by science. It doesn't have anywhere GMOs or chemicals or additives. And of course, it's very affordable, you know, about $3 a day versus a lot of those really expensive cold brew habits that you're probably used to. So if you're ready to get started, uh, you know, this is a great time to place your order. A comprehensive solution might be what you're looking for, and AG1 has what you need, especially if you're getting uh, wanting to get a little more from your supplement routine. Try AG1, and you can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out. Elephants, welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Everydayers, thank you so much for rejoining us on tonight's show as we're just reviewing Winnipeg's draft selections and how all of that went was uh, a mixed bag in some areas, but, you know, overall, solid draft. So um, the other draft picks, I think, are where the Jets kind of started making some interesting choices. Uh, round three at pick 82, the Jets chose Zach Nearing, who is a right wing. Um, you may have heard of his uh, former program, Shattuck St. Mary's. I think Jack Johnson came from there. Uh, I think who else? A couple of other players um, of note. I thought some some pretty high end uh, forwards or something, but I can't remember who exactly it was. Um, but Shattuck St. Mary's has always had a reputation of being a pretty good hockey school. The thing with uh, Nearing's projections is that it's a little difficult to see how much his offensive production in uh, high school translates elsewhere. Um, Shattuck St. Mary's has definitely put out some um, pretty good players, but I think in terms of a third round pick, I feel like the Jets may have left some value. Now, that's just in terms of the on-ice stuff. Uh, Nearing is not somebody that I was super familiar with heading into this, so I'm not going to speak to his individual traits uh, he'll, he's somebody that I probably want to watch a little more footage on and kind of get a feel for, but talking about at least some of the other stuff, some of his interviews and the information that's going to come out, come out about him. It's really fun because on the personal side, he apparently wanted to be drafted by the jets. He was really excited. Uh, the jets were very high on his list. In fact, I believe they were number one, uh, in terms of who he was hoping to get drafted by. Um, he actually, he's got all sorts of Manitoba connections and he used to play, I think for the, the Winnipeg junior jets. So, uh, in terms of kind of bringing things full circle, it's really cool that nearing has kind of managed to get drafted by the big club. If there's a prospect that you're absolutely rooting for to make it, even though he might be a long shot nearings, probably that kid, he seems great energy, uh, wants to be a jet. And I think that's one thing the Jets were really hoping to pick up here is players who have some sort of a connection and who are likely to stick around because they're used to watching all of these guys say they want to go elsewhere. And, you know, that's that's been a little bit damaging for the reputation. Now, the next pick wasn't for a while. Uh, you got to round five and obviously fifth round and beyond. You're starting to really uh, grasp at straws and throw some darts. Jacob Julian uh, or Jakob Julian, I forget how you pronounce it exactly. Um, he... Uh, all right, look, he's a six, four center from the London Knights. And, you know, you look at his offensive production, there wasn't a lot there, right? Um, I, I think he was like half a point per game or something, which is not ideal. Um, and obviously size as a center can be very helpful, especially if you're a solid skater. And from all accounts, you, Julian is actually a pretty good skater, but I guess my problem with this pick is that it felt like in terms of some of the other buzzy, hypey names and, you know, with prospect talents and stuff that maybe had some cosmetic flaws, but were worth taking a swing on. There were probably some better value picks. Yulian definitely has some issues in terms of like high off, you know, high end offensive upside. You're probably looking at more of a defensive two-way center with Yulian. And I mean, again, most picks out of this draft range aren't really going to get to the league. Some of them don't even really reach the pro ranks. So I'm not going to be too upset about this, but I do feel like the Jets probably reached a bit on Julian, but I mean, they like their guys. They wanted another big Canadian boy. So I mean, whatever, um, not really going to quibble or fuss too much, but I do think this was probably one of those draft picks where you might look back on it and say, was that really the best choice? Now the pick after this was a lot more popular and with good reason uh, in the fifth round. Also uh, they got at pick 151, Thomas Milich uh, from Seattle 
and Milich has been very highly touted. He was a monster for the Thunderbirds, and he's been very good for Team Canada uh, in their World Junior stints. I would love to watch a little more footage on him. He seems like he's got great reflexes. He's not a small kid. Um, and in terms of potentially being a pro-ready goalie, uh, he is probably going to be a solid pro in the next couple of seasons. I think he wants to turn pro uh, next year, from what I recall somebody saying. Um, obviously, you know that, that jump is not easy. It will be probably a bit of a challenge, but as he sort of works his way up the ranks, you, know, you might be looking at somebody who... Hopefully one day succeeds Connor Hellebuck, but I, I mean, that's probably, you know, four five years down the road. I don't know that um, he's necessarily going to be that close, that imminent. Uh, in the meantime, we've also got Dom DiVincentis, and DiVincentis is also very young. So the Jets have some really cool goalie prospects. But again, by the time that those guys are really ready to enter the pro ranks and maybe even fight for a starter spot, it's it's reasonably far in the future. So let's hope the Jets can at least find a a present goalie in the meantime. Now, the last guy that the Jets got in the seventh round was probably one of their best value picks, another scholastic player of the year, this one from the WHL. Uh, this is Connor Levis, who played for Kamloops. And Connor is um, a very fun bet because he's like a very sizable player who has very soft hands and good passing. Uh, in terms of like elite finishing and stuff, that you're not really going to find as much but a guy who's got really good spatial awareness and can feed very tricky passes uh, while under pressure, that's kind of his bread and butter. And I think that smartness and passing and distribution is really something that the Jets have lacked. Uh, that's a skill set that I think Winnipeg really wants to work on. Um, and if the Jets can find a player who can really help catalyze those breakouts with good passing and with and with good vision, I think that could be a big win. So in terms of like a great value pick, I really don't think it could go wrong with Levis. I think this was a smart choice. And again, in the seventh round at pick 210, I mean, just a, a great swing. So yeah, like I said, I think it kind of leaves a bit of a mixed impression. And in just a moment, I'm going to give you the letter grade for how I feel the Jets did and kind of walk through whether I agree with their thinking um, in terms of... Um, their draft philosophy and what they chose this year. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for rejoining us in these final moments as we're just wrapping up draft thoughts from Winnipeg's 2023 NHL draft. I'm going to give a letter grade. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be super popular, but I feel like Winnipeg, I'm going to give like a B minus. Uh, this year's draft, I feel like they didn't nail as much as they nailed last year. Last year, McGrory, um and then Lambert as your twosome in the first round. Fantastic draft. Uh, some of the picks after that were a little uh, middling, but overall, very strong draft last year. I think I gave it something like an A-. minus. This year, I feel like Winnipeg had some player types that they were really after, um, and I, I don't know that I necessarily like the way that they prioritize things. One thing that they definitely focused on was Canadian-born players. You really didn't see any Americans getting picked, which is kind of funny because, um, I don't know, the Jets have generally had really good success with American-born players in the past. But that aside, I mean, overall, uh, the, the selections the Jets did make were pretty darn good um, uh, in, in a couple of areas. Aside from the Yulian pick, which I just didn't really think was great value, um, I, I like ne uh, Levis. I think Milic is also a really good swing. Um, and Barlow, you know, maybe he wasn't the best player available, but he seems to have a couple of really important traits. And the rest of the stuff you might be able to work on and, and slowly develop. But 
on the whole, again, because I feel like the Jets left value on the table, um, I, I feel like I've I've knocked it down. Now, Winnipeg definitely focused on a couple of key traits. They picked a lot of larger players, which I just I don't really think Winnipeg needs to get bigger. Winnipeg was like top 10 in team size last season. Uh, and size isn't really helpful if you're slow and not very good. Look at the Golden Knights. They won the cup and they're not a big team. You know what they are, though? They're really fast and really aggressive, and they take advantage of that on a consistent basis, especially against bigger, slower, dumber teams like the Jets. That's kind of been Winnipeg's Achilles heel, and it's not going to get better if you keep drafting big players who aren't that mobile. I will say, though, that the Jets did draft with a lot of high character in mind, which, given the recent locker room rumors and the players who are departing, kind of makes sense, right? You want guys that you think have integrity, accountability, and are willing to have high work ethic. So that part I, I get. I do wish that the Jets kind of did what they did last year and really go for uh, home run swings on skill. But in terms of the skill that they did acquire this year, I don't hate it. Um, Barlow, I think, is a fun pick. Uh, some scouts really, really love him and rated him very highly. Levis also rated highly. Milich in net seems like a sterling prospect for goalies, even though, you know, goalies are voodoo, yada, yada, yada. Um, but on the whole, like I said, I, I just have a bit of a mixed reaction to this draft. I think it's a solid class that the Jets acquired, but I feel like they could have done better. Not that it was bad, but just that it could have been better. Uh, I, I think it'll take some time to really get a sense of what Winnipeg um, has in this group. And I think I don't want to rush to judgment too soon. But, you know, Nearing doesn't really, you know, project to be uh, a significant NHLer. And some of the other guys that they picked, you know, they're a little bit more of a long shot. Julian, I, th I think, or Elian, however you say it, I think he um, definitely has some traits that are, are useful in certain ways. But the lack of scoring output and stuff, I think, is definitely a problem and could hold him back in the future. So, yeah, like I said, overall, a B minus. I'd be curious to know what your grades are. Uh, let me know what you're thinking for the Jets uh, in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Also, let me know what draft picks you uh, or what draft selections you hope the Jets were going to make, but maybe didn't. I know there were quite a few interesting names left on the board. Uh, I didn't research this class super deeply this year, um, but of course, I you know follow plenty of scouts and stuff out there. And, uh, you know, everyone universally across the board was pretty confused by this year's draft. So maybe the Jets did really well. I have no clue. But all I can say is I'm rooting for these for these kids. I really hope that they can help build the backbone of our future core because this Jets team definitely needs a refresh. And it'd be nice to just see some kids who want to play for the Jets. I mean, that's been a consistent issue over the last few years. And if Winnipeg can really home grow some talent and bring some guys in who want to be Jets for life, hey, I'm all for it. So Let's root for them. Let's hope that they succeed. And uh, we'll continue talking about Winnipeg's offseason on a future episode. But for tonight's show, like I said, that's going to be all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow.